We've won again. This is good. But what is best in life? How about Howdy, 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 and welcome, folks, to another episode of Garage Gamer. Yes, now, uh, this Garage Gamer is going to be a little bit strange because we are still talking Warhammer, but we are talking USA Masters, and I am your host, Dave Whitek, and I am here with my good friend, Jerry Parsley. Jerry, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me, David. It's been a, been a while and a long time coming, brother. Yeah, I know. We've been talking via email and stuff for about two years. First time we were actually talking uh, where we can hear each other's voices. So um, a little quick background. A month or so ago, actually about two months ago, um, some of us got emails from Jerry saying, hey, we should, uh, we should put together uh, a U.S. Masters. We've got uh, – it's, it's a little harder. Uh, anyone who follows the Warhammer scene knows that – USA being what it is, it's a pretty big place, and there's a lot of players and a lot of different types of play. And um, Jerry came up with a really great idea to sort of break it down into regions and then have the top players from the different regions come together um, in a basically a best-of-the-best sort of Masters-type tournament. So, uh, Jerry, why, you know, why decide to put something like this together? Well... David, as you know, I mean, going back even five years or so, you get like the Australians with their masters and uh, like the current, uh, I guess, you know, UK scene that's so popular with their masters and their great community. Um, I guess everyone in the United States kind of wanted to have something similar, but no one really knew where to start. Um, I guess the real genesis of this, you could go back about a year and a half to a Buckeye Battles thread that happened for the 2012 Buckeye Battles where uh, a lot of communities were kind of discussing. Buckeye Battles, for those who don't know, happens in Ohio, and a lot of guys from the Northeast and the Southeast and the Midwest all converge. And it's a big event. It's kind of like a, a BITS or a Adepticon or WAPAC, 100-plus people. Right. <clears throat> well, anyway, um, through that thread, a lot of guys were talking, and uh, basically players kind of start sniping at each other about um, the different communities and what people like. And uh, I stumbled upon the thread one day, and uh, yes, um, the little... infamous Adepticon thread. Yeah, I remember. Oh, oh, yeah, that was that was the second thread <laughs> yeah. that uh, really, really, uh, you know, lit the powder keg. But. Um, uh, <laughs> that was I got offended because someone said beating up chumps and garage gamers, and I was like, you know, just I know what the phrase garage gamer means, but with the name of the show and stuff like that, I went in and said, hey. Yeah, but, uh, <laughs> wait a second, ceasefire, here's the white flags, what I do? You know, leave me out of the line of fire. I mean, but, I um, realized what they meant and all, I just, I remember reading that going, hey. Yeah, um, but uh, but so, so anyway, I guess between, you could say almost between those two threads, I mean, um, a little about me. I did, I did uh, some uh, USA ranking site, Warhammer USA, probably about in 2009. I think it was the second ranking site for the United States. I guess some dude in New Mexico did uh, did it in like the early 2000s, and then he stepped away from the game. And then I kind of created my own one with some help of some uh, some other uh, 
you know, pro-force, pro-playing uh, gamers uh, across the East Coast. And uh, that lasted for a little bit until uh, Ranking HQ, you know, came full steam, and I just gave all my data to those folks. Um, so uh, I had a little experience with uh, most of the communities across the country, and that's when, uh, you know, when I saw that, I was like, well, there's got to be a way to – uh, there's got to be a solution to make the United States rather than like five or six like metas or communities into like one giant community like uh, the UK or the Australians. I mean, by comparison, I mean, everyone knows over knows everyone over there. They're all super nice to one another. I mean, of course, you have some personalities don't match. But I mean, here, if you looked at the forums and the threads, I mean, we had entire communities. It's like East Coast, West Coast gangster warfare. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I thought Snoop Dogg and Tupac was going to pop up at one point. I didn't know what to do. Yeah. So, um, so what? So what we did? Uh, I uh, sent out an email um, that you were on, and right. um, you know, it, and it, it kind of started also with the bragging rights thread, at, uh, Matt's running up there in uh, Hartford, and uh, I, I just kind of. I knew a lot of the clubs from uh, parts of the region that haven't met each other, and I sent emails to all of them individually. Um, and uh, basically after bragging rights died down, before the run to ETC, it was the summertime, people were less busy at work, we went ahead and sent this long email. They had about 25 people on it. You know, you were up there. Um, even uh, people from outside the country like uh, Ben Curry were on it. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was just a, a discussion about – um, creating U.S. masters and creating um, uh, effectively also a U.S. website like uh, TWF is for uh, the U.K. and War Gamers AU is for the Australians. Basically, the United States needed a um, an event to really draw everyone together and make us a community. Um, and if that com- builds upon Adepticon, a masters event, and like a bragging rights, that's be- that'd be great. Okay. Um, and secondly, we needed a forum. To call our own. I mean, right now the United States mainly uses uh, the Warhammer Forum and Warseer, but we really needed our own deal to promote our own tournaments, promote our own podcasts, and uh, basically, so if any players wanting to discuss some Warhammer in the U.S., you know, they know where to go. I mean, right now, uh, people try to promote their tournaments on the Warhammer Forum, and that's of course UK centric. And it's right. what's the point? You know, there's there's no. I mean, Warseer, not enough tournament players and um it's mainly a 40k website so you won't get a lot of feedback there so what's a new guy to do you know they want to build a community they want to promote their tournament to get people from other states to show up and say they're in oregon or alabama or montana and there's, there's just not a warhammer stronghold well what are they going to do i mean there's no website to really help with that so uh, it was a twofold um decision and uh so we sent together the email which you were part of and uh that's how we started doing the master's deal okay so and now the basic way it broke down is we've got the northeast the southeast the south the west coast and the midwest correct um we looked at the map yep we looked at the map and we kind of divided where the main warhammer communities are warhammer fantasy communities and um 
looking at the map, uh, you know, of course the Northeast is solid and of course the Midwest is solid and, uh, the South, which effectively right now is Texas, but, uh, they'll be expanding <laughs> once. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, I, I know they had, um, like Rock Wars GT. They had a couple other GTs that were like Louisiana, Arkansas, and some of them took a year off. Lone Wolf took it the year off. And I mean, Texas was like the, Granddaddy, that was the mecca of Warhammer sixth and seventh edition. They had they were running hundred man tournaments before any of us had like fifty man events. Right. And um I think uh Texas uh a lot of those guys either stepped away from the game or I mean David Bowman who uh ran huge events down there, he stepped away and John Bailey's still running the Alamo, but aside from that it's Texas is kinda of taking some time off. Then of course you've got the southeast, which is mainly the Carolinas, Virginia, Georgia, Tennessee, Alabama, well not Alabama, but you know. Um, right. yeah, yeah, Alabama, I don't know what we're going to do with. And then, of course, the West Coast is effectively California, you know. Um, that's how we just div- divided the regions. Um, and then w- we went and started splitting up the states, uh, particularly like the states that were bordering two regions with big communities and what to do with. Um, and the only two that really stuck out like sore thumbs were Ohio and Maryland. Okay. Yeah, well, Ohio runs the Buckeye Battles. Yeah. Yeah, and Ohio has a large gaming population, but they're too far east for most of the Midwest folks. So you have some guys in, like, Minnesota. Are they going to go to Buckeye Battles, which is, like, a 1,000 miles away? Maybe, maybe not. Um, And then the Northeast also calculate Buckeye Battles with one of their events. But I think um, gaming culture-wise, Buckeye Battles probably relates a little bit more to the Midwest than the Northeast. So – Basically, you get situations like that. And uh, Maryland, for example, um, they had Nova Open in D.C., uh, which is like uh, the second largest uh, 40K tournament behind Adepticon with 400 people. So they're trying to do that entire um, – Trying to do that entire, uh, like convention type deal, but they have a fledgling, uh, Warhammer tournament, about 30, 40, 50 people there too, and we've got to do something with those folks. Okay. And, uh, looking at the map, you know, technically they could go to the Northeast a lot easier. It takes them about six hours to come to the Southeast tournaments, but they were playing in the Southeast more than the Northeast. So talking to the chairman in the Northeast, we just moved, uh, Maryland and the Nova Open down to the South. And to kind of alleviate it, because we're conscious of uh, all the players all over the place, we're moving one of the southeast tournaments to Virginia Beach, where I live, um, in January. So basically, that will alleviate the travel for the Maryland folks. You know, okay. I mean, you know, I mean, and, and, and you've been really, people- you've been really doing a lot of work on making sure that this all balances out, and that. No, I'm just saying it's just uh, it it seems like you you really put a lot of thought into how you're going to break this down and how you're going to make this work, you know, fairly and evenly. Well, I, I think the goal was, and I think everyone's goal was, um, you should be any player like uh, David Wytek and you just started playing and say you live in, you know, San Diego. You should be able to go to this website and learn that, hey, there's a Masters event and there's a greater U.S. community um, that's merging effectively what's five different countries. You know, I mean, when you put, like, UK the size of Al- – I mean, the United Kingdom, England's the size of Alabama, and then when you throw all the – uh, home nations together. It's the size of Oregon. So um, when you get on a scale like the United States, um, you don't know where to go. 
So uh, the website is designed so you could be like, you know, Dave Watek, 16-year-old gamer, San Diego, California. Hey, goes to the West Coast. All the West Coast tournaments are listed. All their contact information is listed. And, you know, it's just like, uh, I don't know, the NFL or something. You go there, you play, you get, you know, you make it through their selection process, you go to the national level. Okay. Um, now- I wanted to ask you something real quick because you've mentioned building a community twice, and I wanted to I wanted to talk about this real quick for a minute um, because I know when we're talking about having a Masters, taking guys who are the top winners in tournaments, getting invited to a mm-hmm. special best of the best tournament. Um, you know, some people would say, "Well, how is that building a community when you're just taking the top players and bringing them in there?" Right. Um, which is, I mean, is a legitimate question because no, I mean, no, when and you talk about community legitimate. building, that I mean, doesn't maybe, necessarily maybe, sound maybe like it. Maybe community building uh, might not be the right way to phrase it, but I guess I, uh, maybe national identity could be uh, uh, better. I mean, and that well, doesn't even really uh, clarify it. Well, then that's. What I, I mean, most regions um, already have a great gaming culture, a great gaming community. I mean, you could go into any tournament in the Midwest. And see the same people and expect the same type of games as you would anywhere else in the Midwest, right? Right. Same thing with the Northeast, same thing with the Southeast, same thing with Texas, same thing with the West Coast. Um, but, but what's lacking is, uh, none of the Midwest players know any of the Northeast players. And um, that's what that, it's about. That's what I want right. to bring it's up. A na- it's bringing the community. different communities together. Right. And maybe it's um, not open for, I mean, I mean, well, it, it, it absolutely is open for everybody. You just right. have to get past your own stage. Like, there's nothing saying, like, uh, you know, a, a, a person who doesn't know a single soul in the Warhammer community doesn't show up from New Mexico, starts playing in some West Coast tournaments, and starts winning. There's nothing to say he can't meet people from around the country because you know what? It's based off, uh, you know, how you do. I mean, a, I mean, and that should really just be icing on the top anyway, icing on the cake. I mean, the thing is, is it's getting people to meet their local regional communities. Right. You okay. know, it's giving them a place to look. And you know what? Uh, and you know, maybe disclaimer. one day they'll meet players from across the country. Right. And, and total disclaimer on this. I, you know, I am, I am like the, the, what do you call it? I'm the advisor for the, for the, for the Midwest. Um, right. So I, I have, you know, I'm, I'm not getting anything out of this by promoting it. I just that's one of the things I wanted to do was pr- was to promote it because I think it, it sounds like a lot of fun. But mm-hmm. I think part of it is, you know, we are trying to build the community in that there's the website going up listing all the tournaments everywhere to let people know where to go to meet their local community, and then from there, from building up the local communities with these different, you know, by, you know, because it's not just Masters tournaments. It's The, the website is going to have just, you know, if you've got a tournament it'll, in the U.S., you know, it can be up there. That's, that's the plan, right? Yeah, 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 just put it up there. I mean, anyone can start a thread. Anyone, like anyone from anywhere in the, the country is welcome, you know, and, and at the end of the day, you know, and then get the with your the- local community. You know, I mean, that's how... Uh, like for example, um, Cranky Lawyer became uh, so in- ingrained with the Midwest. I mean, the man is from Maryland, but you know what? Heard about you guys from your podcast, um, and uh, like for example, you get some guys who maybe don't listen to podcasts. Instead, they can find a website, and you know what? They take the chance. They go to the community, find out they love it, and now the community has grown by one more person. Right, and so we grow that, and then the Masters is just like you said. It's sort of like the icing. We've got all these people. Let's bring the you know the the players from all the different communities together and yes it's invitation only but that's what a masters is it i mean they have right. masters and you hear all the time about the uk masters the australian masters right. it's still a fun time 
anyone can go and play and try to qualify. Um, but the Masters itself, you know, it's not like we're saying that one that one event is what's bringing the community together. It's that event that's tying together and just it's, that's sort of the okay. We've got all the separate communities that we're helping to build. Now let's just have a day where we grab those guys who have won these big events and pull them together and just for you know for bragging rights, basically, for lack right. of a better term. Well, um, I mean, and then there's another point. Like, for example, um, uh, the American ETC team gets a lot of flack because they're seen as elitist because they're just from the Northeast. Well, their argument is, well, they don't know anyone from any parts of the country. Well, you start getting a master's. These guys start knowing each other. You know, it's, it's right. like the guys in North Ireland, uh, well, maybe Ireland's a bad idea. But like the guys in Scotland probably know the guys in the southern part of the UK, well, because they're all in driving distance A, but B, but <laughs> because because uh, they can uh, they all meet each other and play each other and you know see each other and at events. I mean, like for example, um, what uh, Rellian, he lives in what Michigan, right? Right. How would you have ever met him if you didn't see him at an event? Exactly. You know? And that's exactly what the Masters is. Like, you know what? Well, there's no other reason for a dude who lives in Connecticut to play a guy who lives in New Mexico unless they both happen to be at an event that they both happen to want to go to. That, I might add, will be 100% free. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And so, I mean, we're trying to encourage, like, the, the community, the nation, nationwide community as a whole to kind of meet each other. Because to be honest with you, uh, if I'm lying, I'm dying, but it feels like the Midwest guys know the guys in the UK more than they know people in their own country, which is nuts. You know? uh, yeah, you know what? I would say, you know, when I started going to tournaments, I know the guys in the Midwest scene, and I met a lot of the guys at Adepticon. Um, but yeah, I would honestly say that outside of the guys from the Midwest or the guys who I see who travel long distance at Adepticon, yeah, I've talked to Ben Curry and, and Dan Heelan a lot more than I've talked to the guys maybe on, in California or Texas. I mean, so. and the thing is, is so so, and, and of course, uh, that's a whole another kettle of uh, kettle <laughs> fish for for uh, you know the argument of the U.S. being almost like separate countries. But um, in that regard, we it, it almost is. I mean, you've got each region has at least five major tournaments um and maybe you might have some cross-pollination of about five to ten individuals that might go between the two like the california and the texas scene those guys heavily jump back and forth um you know you got some of the guys from rochester that go to your guys events and the southeast and the northeast have a little you know because they're in driving distance have a little uh, cross-pollination but for the most part they're on their their own little galaxies you know exactly and uh we want to kind of break down the barriers we're, we're going to make it happen <laughs> man everybody's a winner and like i said it's it's exclusive but it's open to everybody all you gotta do is show up to tournaments and play you know you know excellent Okay, so um, you know what? Let's let's move on. I think we've explained ourselves as far as community and what we're hoping to do with you know and why it's community. Uh, why don't we move on to um, just about the di- let's let's why don't we explain the different regions and sort of what's going on so okay. people kind of get a feel of what they're. What each what each region's about. So okay, well, well, we'll take a look at the map and we'll just go uh, clockwise, I guess. We're we'll sure. starting with the northeast and then we'll go all the way to, back to the Midwest and we'll let you go ahead and have a go at it. 
<laughs> All right. Well, the Northeast, um, as you can imagine, is the traditional Northeast from, uh, you know, eastern Pennsylvania all the way up to Maine. Um, it stops at Maryland. Maryland was kind of like, uh, quote unquote, the battleground state, which got absorbed into the Southeast. And uh, the Northeast chairman is uh, Keith Bono. He's uh, the captain of the U.S. ETC team, so he's highly rated as an individual up there. Um, he's got a good head on his shoulders and probably the most progressive ETC captain they've had um, with uh, reaching out to the other communities, which I dig. I mean, that's all good stuff. Um, right now, um, his advisor is Jarrett Messing, and he's part of the Warmongers Club, another highly regarded uh, GT player. He's been up there for about 10 years playing in grand tournaments, large and small. I, I know he's gone to Florida to play in events. So he has a good head on his shoulders as well. And, um, well, I guess before we get into it, let me break down how the, uh, national committee is, uh, split up for the U.S. Masters. Okay. There are five major regions. Each one get a chairman. The chairmen are the only ones who can vote. Um, the advisors are also on the committee to basically increase the discussion. So there's 10 members on the committee and then, uh, we have a website guy too. So, you know, <laughs> technically there's 11 cause he's got to view everything. But, uh, basically, um, so each of the chairmen can vote and, uh, they have a say in it, but any advisor can, um, either promote ideas or, um, you know, uh, you know, uh, put forth things to vote and each player in each region feel free to contact their chairman or advisor. And if they can't get in touch with them, they can get in touch with me. Now, my role is I'm the, uh, committee lead. Um, as such, I don't have a vote because I'm actually the Southeast advisor. So there's no way for me to push forth an agenda. Basically, my entire job is to get all the, uh, you know, herd the cats in the same direction. There you go. You know, and, uh, you know, of course it's, it can be a little difficult with everyone having different outlooks on what makes a good war game or Warhammer Fantasy Battles game, but, you know, that's what we're working together for. And we got a lot of good people and, uh, as the chairman. So, um, Keith Bono and Jared Messing, uh, are the two, uh, Northeast reps. Um, the Northeast selection process, uh, of course can be found on the website Wargamers USA. And, uh, their, their method of selecting players is a ranking system based on, uh, Nine events. They have the uh, Onslaught GT, the Crossroads uh, Spring event, um, the Unplugged GT. They use the Bragging Rights, the Buckeye Battles, Crossroads, the Colonial, and I think in November is Die Boys, which I guess is the uh, one the Rochester guys put on. And um, of those nine events, they uh, um, they 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 take their three highest finishes and it's kind of like ranking HQ with um you know each event being worth 100 points and you go down per player so third place we get like 98 points you okay. know second place we get 99 and they just take your three high scores and um they throw it in there and the invites are passed down for the top 10 who uh, qualify um and then of course they just keep going down the chain if uh, no one else can show so that's effectively what the northeast uh do um and that was basically uh i guess uh it's called the uh, Overlord Circuit. And uh, so they run their Overlord Circuit, and that's been running concurrently even when Rankings HQ still supported the U.S. So that thing's been around for 10 years, and that's how they do it. Um, so South, go ahead. That was something that uh, that we didn't mention that I think what that you said was they're, they're putting out the invites to the top 10. So where a lot of the other national masters are like the top 16 or maybe the top, you know, I think one even went, that I heard of was the top 32 players. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. we're gonna have what fifty? 
Yep, we're having 10 players from each region. Okay. Um, A, for two reasons. People like to travel with their friends. And uh, B, because we're not trying to be uh, we're trying to be uh, inclusive. We're trying to invite as many people from as many regions as can as can come. You know, um, you know. So the 16 deal just wouldn't work. There's just too many players in the United States. Right. Um, so and, and that's part of the reason. I mean, uh, I'd much rather go with nine of my closest buddies or enemies to an <laughs> event halfway across the country. Yeah, I just wanted to touch base on that because it is it, that is something that's a little different than than the other masters that I've heard about. So. Okay, so going uh, south, we run to the southeast, basically, which is like uh, you know the Mid Atlantic, all the way down to about Florida. And uh, the southeast, uh, our chairman is Ben Tweet. He runs the Bull City Wargaming podcast, and currently he's running the two largest southeast tournaments. Um, he took over Brawler Bash from Eric Lindley. Eric Lindley, he had to take a step away from the game for a little bit, but he's recently coming back, and he took away. So he runs Brawler Bash, and then he runs Grail Quest. And I think this year, after this year, he's going to give up Grail Quest to the community, have someone else run it. Um, so uh, Ben Tweet runs that, and then, of course, I'm his advisor. Uh, and um, he basically Tweet helped myself and some of the others down here, like Once Bitten um, from uh, YouTube fame and Lindley and uh, from Brohammer to kind of rebuild the Southeast. The Southeast took a massive hit when 8th edition came. And, I mean, you had all the uh, quote-unquote good players just – Ditch the game, so uh, whatever, right? right. <laughs> well, you know, yeah, what can you do yeah, exactly? Yeah, well, I mean, so we start from scratch, and uh, right now, I would say we're probably the weakest region in uh, insofar as uh, number of players and probably player skill. But you know, uh, we're also the most proactive for building community. I think so. You know, I mean, when we, you have to start your entire community from scratch, uh, it's nothing to look bigger onto the national scale. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. We don't get set in our ways. <laughs> We've seen it all get napalmed before, so. <laughs> yeah. Um, the South, uh, the South basically, as much as I hate to say it, that's, oh, and uh, another part about the Southeast, just to, um, uh, not to skip ahead, uh, the Southeast, those players, uh, d- we also have an Overlord circuit. It was modeled, actually, I modeled it after the, uh, Overlord circuit in the Northeast. It's called the Southern Overlord circuit because okay. uh, why hide it, right? And uh, the uh, circuit consists of five events because we're about half the size of the Northeast, and that's like ScarabCon in Columbia, the Brawler Bash, the Southern Assault, the tournament I started in Charlotte, the Nova Open in D.C. or Crystal City, and then of course Grail Quest. And uh, what we're doing is we're also taking the five highest ranked players, but the differences where we diverge is the 10 players will play in a uh, Southeast Masters, the Overlord Tournament, Um, and that doesn't have anything to do with the U.S. Masters. It's just that, you know, we have an additional smaller event to crown the King of the South, but then the (laughs) 10 people who qualify will also go to the the U.S. Masters, and uh, the U.S. Masters will be held here in the South, so there'll be more on that in a little bit. Um, Okay, so moving on, we hit uh, Texas. And um, John Bailey, the uh, TO of the Alamo, he's uh, taking the lead on the, the South. He's basically like the old, one of the, uh, I guess, oldest TOs uh, as f- so far as still running events from the early 2000s. That's still on the scene. A lot of them have dropped off. Um, they're effectively uh, combining like Louisiana, Oklahoma, Alabama, Mississippi, New Mexico, Texas, um, to uh, 
decide on their players. Um, and very much like Kevin and you in the Midwest, they're very sensitive over what players uh, are going. So what they'll do is take the results from uh, four of their tournaments, Lone Wolf, Wars Game Con, the Alamo, and Bayou. And uh, the TOs, at least for the first year, will form an invitation committee and extend invitations to the top players in the Gulf Coast based on their finishes of their events, but also based off um, – you know, sportsmanship. They reserve the right to skip over players that received bad game votes or multiple votes in uh, separate events um, as an ad hoc process. And this is only because, just like the rest of us, they want to make sure that we're, you know, they're representing their region well. And that's where I think a lot of people get confused with the Masters being a cutthroat thing. Uh, we're very much on the pulse of we're not going to let a bunch of douches show up and ruin the event for everybody. Okay. So uh, every region, I'm, and I'm sure just like uh, – Kevin and uh, the other regions, they want to make sure we have the best players, but also the best hobbyists and the best representation for the hobby, you know? Right. Absolutely. Um, okay. And then the West Coast, the West Coast, of course, do it a fourth way, again, completely different from the uh, um, the other regions. And that's part of the reason why I like it is because, because we're all separate regions and have our separate identities, we all somehow came up with different ways to decide who we want to set forth. So that's pretty cool. Um, but uh, Mike Hygel, he's the uh, guy who uh, runs the Quake City Rumble, which is the largest tournament on the West Coast and one of the largest in the U.S. His advisor, I believe, is Bill Curry, who runs the West Coast Hammer Time podcast. And uh, right. they, they decided on five events will be the qualifiers. And they have um, basically the Bay Area Open, the West Coast GT, the Broadside Bass, Bash, Saws, and the Quake City Rumble. And the winner of each get an invite for the five of the slots. And the other five are determined by, um, I guess, a qualification tournament. And what they do is they base it on the size of the event. So the top five not winning the Broadside Bash get to go to the final event. The top ten of Saws, West Coast GT, and the Bay Area Open get to go. And then the top 15 from Quake City. Basically, they do it on, of course, size of Like, Quake City is much larger than, say, the Broadside Bash, so they get more slots. So the final five, so of, so it's about a 30-person qualifier event for the final five slots, and the top five who finish will join the five overall winners to represent the West Coast. Okay. And I guess that leaves us to uh, the Midwest with you and Kevin. You uh, want to go ahead and take this one? Okay. Now, Kevin is really – I got to give credit to Kevin. Um, he's he's really he, – he's very active in the Midwest, you know, GT community, the Warhammer community. And so I think he really has his finger on the pulse of what's going on around here, whereas – I just do the podcast. Um, I don't, uh, you know, I got three kids, all 12 and under. I don't get to travel for tournaments, even though. You're just, you're just the looker of the group. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> that, <that's laughs> I'm just doing the good right. looks, man. Yeah, there you go. Um, but, uh, you know, he, I've, I'm, I'm his advisor. I'm sort of the, I guess I'm the, I'm, I'm more of the, uh, you know, the, the garage gamer voice in here. The Midwest is notorious for no comp and just you know more sort of just playing out of the book, Warhammer, and um, because of that. And the Midwest is a pretty big area. We're running from North Dakota to Ohio. Having a one-time qualifier uh, would you know just could really ruin things on distance, like you had mentioned before. Just the, the sheer distance that people have to travel. And we have yeah, people that travel pretty far, but. 
Right. They don't want to travel 800 miles for a qualifier, then turn around and travel 1,000 miles for the actual event. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, we're not doing it on a on a ranking system, um, basically because a lot of people in the Midwest just were like meh on the rankings. Um, I, you know, it's just we were we were never big on that sort of thing. We just always sort of felt like it promoted a more cutthroat uh, sort of atmosphere and attitude that we just, you know, we weren't too keen on. So. Well, I think, David, uh, to touch on that, every community has what works for them. And um, if, particularly if uh, the rankings turned out to be more cutthroat in the Midwest or it promoted negative play that the community didn't like, um, then by all means, don't use them. You know? Right, and, that's why, and, and we're not saying that rankings are bad. I mean, I mean, you know, there's – I mean, lots – I mean, I think we are definitely in the minority – in that, you know, and that's just my personal opinion. Some people around here might disagree with me, but I think you see lots of other countries using the rankings to pick their masters and their ETC teams. Um, you know, the different regions using their own ranking system based off the similar system, but mm-hmm. it's that you know, it's just it, that wasn't something that we thought would would fly well over here. Um, right, right. And, and I will say, I will say this: um, if you look at it in one way, um, because you don't want the Midwest GTs to become all about qualifying. With no rankings, they don't have to worry about that. Exactly. And, and, and the, I guess the solution you picked were what the top two people get to go from each event, right? Right. And I think, yeah, that's pretty much how it's working. Um, now, I mean, I, I may I may be wrong on this, and I, I wish I had I should have probably talked to Kevin a little more before I came on and did this, but I know that when we were even talking about setting this up, there was a couple of uh, TOs who were like, yeah, we'd rather not have our event be part of the the whole system just because you know they were just this is not something that they were interested in and they didn't think it was something that they wanted for their their event and and you know and and that's fine too you know i mean we just we we wanted to make sure we picked a couple of tournaments that were big tournaments that had a big turnout uh and that that sort of you know had a representation of the midwest community and that wanted to be you know that that didn't have a problem with being included, and mm-hmm. basically, you know, we're picking. You know, you've got your best overall, and uh, you know, basically, if you pick five different GTs here in the Midwest and you pick best overall, best overall. I mean, there's a huge. They'll all be Mike Gerald. Gerald. Well, <laughs> <laughs> one thing in common. All right. So Napoleon aside. Yeah, but like, other yeah. than other than you know other than a few people like that, and he you know he's and he's. Even then, I mean, yeah, he wins a lot, but he's you know he's he's a really fun player. But a lot of our stuff, uh, you know, is based on a on a on a on a bigger mix. I think of you know your sportsmanship and your soft scores and your soft scores and things right. like that. So um, we we wanted to rather than just pick that. You know, we've how, I'm, not, I'm trying to say this the right way and not not put words into uh, 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 Kevin's mouth, but basically it it's. It gives the people who are a little more well-rounded a chance to attend. Right. And, I, and honestly, I think most of – I mean, I uh, see that the thing is uh, I think most regions are like that. I mean you saw John Bailey. He just went out right and said, look, man, uh, I don't care if you win a lot. If you're a bad representation of Texas, you're not coming. You exactly. know what I mean? And and I think a lot of us have that. And I, and I think once the first Masters is over, a lot of the concerns will be dispelled. But to, to make it – short and sweet if 
most players go into an event, and 90% of us don't think we have a chance of winning it right. I mean, typically, right? Yeah. And you walk in and you say, it would it be nice to win? Yes. Um, am I planning on winning it? Probably not, because you know only one person gets to win. So there's no pressure. And um, the way Kevin and I guess you decided is it's icing on the cake. So if you win, well, guess what? You also get to go to the Masters. You get invited. You know I mean? And the fact is, it's an invitation. If you say no, we go to the next person on the list. I mean, That's I'm certain. Yeah. And I think this is what's cool about it is, honestly... You know, we go to these tournaments, and at least the attitude around here is, yeah, we all would like to win. We all play our best. But the fact is, you know, it's 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 not all about winning. And I just – I don't picture anybody in our scene being like I – just, I just don't picture any sort of a change. Like, I've got well, to get to the Masters. I, I, I will say this. I will say this. If you've got someone in the Midwest who goes into every event expecting to win, then that person probably won't be too concerned whether it's the Masters or not because he's already – he's got the attitude that he needs to win anyway. You know what I mean? Right. So, I mean, if you're rocking up with that attitude at any event and anywhere, I mean, you probably need to find Jesus to begin with, you know? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, but the thing is, would we all like to win? Yes. But if you don't, you're hanging out with your buddies drinking beer. I mean, I can tell you I haven't won a single event, and I've been doing this crap for years, you know, and I still make an ass of myself or make a – you might have to buzz okay. that out. I, but yeah, that, that'll fly. I make a fool of myself <laughs> every time I go out, you know, and have a good time, and that's what it's really about anyway. Right. What it's about is party – just like the ETC, I guess, is about partying with people from other countries. The Masters is about partying with people from different communities, all going out for beers together and stuff like that. So yeah, and basically this is what it came down to. And this was, I mean, really honestly, I, I you know, as an advisor, I will admit I kind of suck as an advisor <laughs> for Kevin. Oh, not necessarily. But, well, no. Well, I'm, I, what I'm saying is Kevin really has his finger on the pulse, and he he has sent me a couple things. Said, "What do you think?" And I, I'm like, "Sounds good to me," because he he really, I mean, we think a lot alike, and he really hits it. Right on. He knows what's well, going on. It, David, if uh, if I may, do you get, give, what are the events that make up the Midwest that you guys decided on real quick? Okay, so he's taking the uh, top two finishes from um, Wapaka, okay. uh, Adepticon, Blood in the Sun, Buckeye, and then North Star. Okay. And uh, so that's that's a pretty good... 800 mile distance between the two events or a couple events. So, I mean, right. it's got a pretty broad stroke there. Um, it kind of covers all the different areas in the Midwest right. so and, that you and, can get to something. Right. And, and not only that, but check it out. Um, like you said, with uh, you being an advisor, the, the beauty of it is we're covering the entire spectrum of the hobby. We've got uh, two members of the ETC team as a uh, members of the committee we got four podcasters including at least two of the podcasts that are all about you know fluff and garage <laughs> um right you've got um okay. myself who did the ranking site for the u.s before rankings hq took it over you know you've got two of the tos of the largest gts not named Depticon and buckeye battles with uh Hygel and bailey right. um so uh, you've got uh, every spectrum of the hobby pretty much covered it's not like hey we're just getting five die-hard Warhammer players who want to have a die-hard tournament. Um, yeah, that won't fly. you know. And, I mean, to be honest with you, I don't know if it would get much of a reaction from a lot of people because I wouldn't have any. I wouldn't want to go in there. It would be like work. Well, and, and <laughs> going in there, getting stressed out, I'd be like, I can do that hanging out with my wife. Exactly, and I you think know? that's the thing here. And this is the thing that I think when we were talking about it, we really worked to work. Is, there's the, the two things. First of all, this is the first year we're doing it. Right. Okay, so maybe there's a few bumps. Maybe it's not a perfect system, but mm -hmm. we decided, or and this is one of the things you really pushed is let's do it. 
if we wait until everybody agrees, we're never going to do it. Right. Right. Well, I know. Let's I know. reach a consensus, do it, and then you can always tweak for next year if anything yeah. doesn't work perfect. Oh, yeah, and, and the thing is, is it's it's an evolving uh, system. Like, exactly. Uh, the, the, the chairman uh, will be in place for about a year or maybe two years, and then we're going to open up to every region from voting their own chairman in, who they want to represent them and fight for their interests, and uh, everything's going to – and eventually we're going to start rotating the site where the masters will. So it might be in the southeast for this year, next year, and then it might go to the Midwest, then it might go to the West Coast – we want to make it a community deal. Right. And, um, it's, and but, it's, we're also making sure, like you said, it's not going to be a cutthroat event. It's not going to be stressed because nobody's going to enjoy that. And if it, you know, if nobody enjoys it, we're not going to have a second or maybe not a third. Right. Uh, well, event I, I, because I mean, it's, you know, it, it really is. This is, I mean, granted, we're bringing the guys who win all the top tournaments to see how they do from the different regions against each other. But it's not. It's not about that. It's about right. getting and the different w- regions together. I would even argue that the most competitive players across the United States, when you're sitting across the table from them, they're probably not that bad. It's What it is is you get a, a, a vocal minority of players that exhibit poor sportsmanship at major events – and then the entire community is shell shocked. It's like, uh, you know, the Battle of the Sone. No one wants to come out of their, you know, foxhole. You know what I mean? Exactly. Um, and the thing is, we're trying to get these guys out of their foxholes into a great community, put them out in the field, and say, "Hey, the Germans aren't going to bomb us." You know what I mean? <laughs> we'll just stand right here and talk. And I think the I think the fact that okay, we all, you know, whenever this those type of things happen, people say, "Oh, they're just one or two guys." You know. Of course, they get mentioned because they're just one or two guys. And I think the fact that the whole the community as a whole rises up and says, "What is wrong with these people?" shows <laughs> yeah. that it's not accepted. It's not acceptable. It, it you know, and it's not something that right. we're going to allow in well, our like I, you know right. in our thing. Right. Well, like I said, we've got ten highly regarded individuals from across the country uh, regarded in their own communities, and. We're going to form a bulwark. We're going to protect, you know, protect the players' interests. I mean, we're right. not going to allow it. So I think, um, I think people just got to wait and see. They they got to just trust us, and just like they've got to trust each other to not make it all about winning at all costs, you know. And and that's that's just what's going to have to happen. But I mean, basically, what's going to happen at the Masters is what's going to happen at basically every other tournament we go to. Exactly. Once you guys are going to get together and play Warhammer, and if you're expecting something really different. You know, we're, we're you know, people might take shirts off. You don't know; it could get perverse, man. You know, any tournament you go to for the first time. I mean, I suppose you run that risk of, you know, seeing that. It, uh, basically, anything can happen at any tournament, and you just have to trust the tos to make sure to run a good tournament. And right. like you said, the group that that you have put together are a bunch of guys who are really not into. Having an unfun tournament, they are really into making sure this I is mean, a even, good time. Right, even like I said, even the guys, even 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 the ETC, the people who go to that event, and that's as competitive as it gets. Those guys have a great time, and you can see from the podcast and everything else. Because when you get there, I mean, it might have this, you know, hey, is it too competitive? Idea question mark. But when the players get there, clearly they all love it. That's why they fight to get back. No so kidding. we're going to do something similar here, and I know time so i just got some quick details to give you on the uh, rest of the stuff sure thing um and uh so you can go get your kids <laughs> um okay uh, about comp concerns um uh, we are open to any type of criticism um i can tell you that right now uh we're we're taking a break the committee's taking a break for the etc guys who are over there um but uh some facts are it's going to be 
Anything you want to bring in your army book, you can bring it. If David Wytek wants to bring a Coven Throne or Relian wants to bring Double A-Bomb, you can bring it. Uh, <laughs> you can't you have know, an I episode mean, it, of our show without mentioning Relian's filth, even on Garage Gamer. Sorry, I Brad. I it. You know, it's a... It's a He's a blight on the country. I will, <laughs> um, but anyway, like, like, but the thing is, is, um, and we're going to make it so the guys who bring softer lists do get some slight bump. So, so, so when we say comp, people have to be careful not to say, "Hey, you're lim-. we're not limiting anything." If you want, I mean, you know, if if double destroyers could fit in twenty five hundred, you could bring it. But what we have to be sure of is the people who take Coven Throne. Maybe you'll get, think of it like a head start. You know, you're you're the uh, you know slightly unle- unathletic guy, and you get a, you know fifty yard head start against uh, the the Jamaican sprinter. You know, sure, and, sure. And, and, and I think anyone who has an argument with that, you know, they they got just kind of. And of course, they can make a soft list too. So it's open game. Um, the event will be in Duncan. Uh, Duncan. Durham, North Carolina, at Atomic Empire. It's a venue here that's kind of built like the uh, built like the UK ones. Can easily hold 150 people. Has a bar in it. Has high ceilings, so there's no gamer funk. Has media rooms. Um, you know, and be- we might have to talk, David. I might have to get you down here just to cover it, man. We'll we'll, we'll work out some numbers. But has okay. a media room. The first round uh, and the first table will be televised or I guess live stream- streamed live on the game. internet. Okay. Yep. Yep. Um, and basically, they'll have a media room for the podcasters, and about uh, unfortunately, we'll only be filling fifty people in the event, but that'll give people room to spread out and put all their stuff everywhere. Nice. Um, and uh, basically, we're going to, I guess, we'll reconvene around early November when we'll actually have the rules pack out. I mean, there's a lot of things on the table, um, you know, and uh, you know, so I don't want to get too much into that, um, but. As as uh, so this is I mean this is still kind of a work in progress but we, yeah we've yeah got it's the, a it's a living we've got the basic setup and we're going to come back to it and we're going to have more information in a few months yeah yeah exactly exactly and the thing is is like I said everyone's regions have got strong people to best uh, to best uh, push what they know their players want you know what I mean I know what my players like you and Kevin know what your players like the you know Keith and Jared they know what the northeast players like and we're going to come to an agreement together as a community and that's what's important but to any players that are unsure uh I'm going to go ahead here with a offer um the Grail Quest GT will be held at the same venue last week of October. If any person is serious about to, to see what the TOs are like and what this community is like in the Southeast, show up to the event, probably give you a $10 voucher and free beer or whatever <laughs> you want the store. I'm serious, you know. Okay. And, and you show up as a group, we'll come up and cut you guys a rate. Um, you know, and it's just, it's going to be using a similar system. It's going to be using 2,500 points of the comp system that the, the Masters is thinking about, which will get released in a little bit. And then to show you how much fun we have, it's the week before Thanksgiving, so everyone's allowed 250 points of monsters from the Storm of Chaos. And that's basically for a monster match the Friday night before, where it's like single elimination, all the monsters fight until one person wins. Okay. And then of course, and then of course, uh, you can bring your monster in two of the scenarios that don't count against comp. So it's, it's like I said. It's all fun. It's it's what the players are going to make of it. Um, you know, excellent. Um, well, if not, I've got uh, some contact information. If you guys, uh, I guess, for people to keep updated. Sure. And uh, I'm I'm assuming you and I will be getting back together in a couple months to uh, put the knockout blow and the finishing touches on this thing. Absolutely. But uh, if you want to know more about Grail Quest, which happens in October, just check out the War NC dot com website. 
Um, if you want to see about the U.S. fancy website that we're building for uh, to be the United States version of TWF and to kind of bring together the greater part of the different communities across the country, that website is uh, wargamersusa.com. And um, for those of us who do Twitter, and you can keep up to date and with my Twitter feed, which is uh, basically about the U.S. Masters and ideas that we're bouncing forth, um, you know, and if anyone's been on the Twitterverse the past couple of days, they've seen it's blown up with the entire <laughs> Masters discussions. So uh, I'll be out there putting out fires, and you can reach me at U.S. underscore WFB underscore Masters. And uh, basically, that's it. You got anything else, David? No, I, no, this is great. We've got the word out. People understand what we're trying to do, I think. And uh, if you're interested, folks, go to the website. Go to uh, War, War Gamers USA. Check it out. Um, we're Like I said, we're just trying to find a central place where everybody can get all their tournament stuff together. Everybody can find easily find out what's going on. Um, and you know what? I was even thinking about this because Andy Sherman and I were talking from uh, Ohio Hammer. Mm-hmm. And I know he's always – a lot of time he's traveling mm-hmm. or he'll be going somewhere and he'll be like, oh, is anyone going to be at this place? You could actually – you know, if you're traveling for a week, you know, going somewhere with friends – you could check it out and find tournaments out there for places you're just going. I mean, it's, oh, yeah, that's it's, a, it's a great g- idea. Well, not only that, but so we're so open to ideas. Like uh, the guys from Canhammer hit me up on Twitter, and they said, "What about Canada?" And you know, I, I well, well, when the committee convenes again in about two weeks, that's a good idea. Why not have the Canadians make it a North American? deal rather than the u.s masters there you go you know they, they have their four terms and you know what maybe eventually we can do a six six regions rather than like uh six nations like the uk have you know and then you got a big 60 man tournament then yeah you so, know you could uh you, we could do all kinds of stuff i mean like i said it's a it's a, a dynamic yeah, thing a work we're working in progress exactly yes sir right all right listen jerry thank you for coming on and um we will be back uh with another garage gamer probably closer to the end of the year once we've got some some documents and some some stuff put together with our rules packs and stuff um, to let people know what else is going on with this. So uh, until then, thanks for coming on, man. Hey, thanks again, and uh, everybody. Like I said, stay uh, stay on the forums, stay on Twitter. Uh, you know, talk to your local advisors and your local uh, chairman, and uh, you know, we'll all make this thing happen together as a, a team. Excellent. All right, folks, um, we'll be back with either Hammer or Gamer or something. You know I can't shut up, so there will be another show soon. (laughs) Take it easy. Bye, guys. Let's do the yaya's now. I'm-